the hype train is and we're like oh my god this is terrible we're so good can we just stop that crap Ireland could win the World Cup let's be honest oh Shane could why are we so afraid of this OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB sports app OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar delighted to welcome the former Liverpool and England defender uh, Gilly Flaherty to the show good morning Gilly how are things Good morning. I'm good, thank you. How are yourselves? Very good. Keeping well, thanks. We were just listening to, to Shabana Hearn there talking about uh, the reasoning behind Katie McCabe's recent omission from, from the Arsenal eleven. I guess over here, it being a World Cup year, we were all getting a little bit concerned that she wasn't maybe getting the game time uh, that uh, that she wanted and, and I guess we wanted to see her playing. But um, things things seem to be okay and, and it'd be interesting to see if she starts this weekend. Yeah, I mean, obviously she... Um, she played uh, the other night um, in the, the Conti Cup semi-final mm. against... Man City, um, she didn't seem to be a player who was lacking any confidence or was affected by anything that had gone on um, the past couple of weeks. So, yeah, I mean, obviously for Ireland, she's a huge player. She's a captain, do you know what I mean? She's she's a big influence on the girls and you're going to want her to be going into that World Cup fit and, and uh, match ready. But I can't see her not playing a lot for Arsenal between now and then. Uh, you were chatting to us about, a bit about it last week, Jilly. Of course, I, from what you know, she's obviously, as you say, been back in the team after a benched. Shane says chest infection uh, seems to be the reason behind it. Is everybody like? Does everybody just move on from a situation like that? You've you've made that move between those two clubs. Is that everybody just move on from it? Everybody's fine. Uh, it happened. It's over, and on we go. Yeah, well, I don't think there's much else really that you can do. You know. She's obviously an Arsenal player. She's still got 18 months left on her contract, you know. So it's not like she's... It's a different situation to Alessia Russo one because obviously in six months' time, Alessia's going to be out of contract and she's going to be technically a free agent. So that's a completely different situation compared to KE, who obviously has got a, a long-term deal with Arsenal. But yeah, the, the window's shut now. No one can move. No one can come in. So it's about getting your head down now and focusing and, and working hard. Arsenal obviously into the, the Continental Cup final. Obviously, they're still trying to chase the league um, and Champions League spots. So there's still a lot for them to play for and obviously to achieve. So and knowing Katie, she's a professional and she's going to have a professional head on and be focused on the job with Arsenal. Will it happen in the next window? Obviously, the next window is a bit more exciting because obviously it's a longer window and it's obviously the end of the season. I don't think anything would happen before the World Cup. I think, if it, unless it was early doors and it was done. But I think once the World Cup prep starts, I think players will ultimately be focusing on that. So it potentially could happen afterwards. But again, she's still got a year's left of her contract. So it's a bit easier to get out of that than having 18 months. But obviously, um, it's still Arsenal still have the control because she's under contract with them. Uh, Julie, Sam Kerr can't stop scoring goals. I mean, last night was was ridiculous again. As a, as a former centre-half yourself, how do you stop someone like that who is just clearly an imperious form? you just got to try and climb all over her, really, <laughs> and uh, make it as difficult as you can for her. I mean, last night, obviously, watching the game, I mean, she's in fantastic form. And when I watch Chelsea, I just feel like there's not a team that can get near them in the league in regards to the quality they have, um, the depth of their squad, and the players they can bring on and take off. And obviously, to finish the game 7-0, like... I think West Ham obviously went into the game, I think, confident, like they should have obviously getting a draw against Arsenal the weekend. But I just feel like they probably went to try and do the same game plan against Chelsea. And 
Chelsea was just finding the gaps and the spaces and um, was putting their way. But with Sam Kerr, you just uh, quite a lot of the goals scored last night. No one was nearer mm. defender-wise. Um, you know, you got to get around her. You got to make it as difficult as you can as you can for her, and not give her a, a free shot on goal. Yeah, and it's made for obviously an intriguing uh, League Cup final now next month as well, the County Cup and. Um, Chelsea thumping West Ham last night, uh, Arsenal in the final, who had beaten City the previous night. It's absolutely set up, and we're obsessed, obviously, with Katie here, but it's set up for a Katie McKay wonder goal in the 90th minute to win it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's going to be a huge final. Obviously, they're, at the time the whole Continental Cup's been running, there's only been three teams who've won it, which has been Chelsea, Arsenal and uh, Man City. So... Obviously, Chelsea and Arsenal being in it, um, it's going to be a huge game. But obviously, we're obviously supporting the Irish and hoping that Katie McCabe um, yeah, can get a nice one, the goal left foot, top lins. Um, it's, in terms of City, Arsenal obviously back at it in the WSL tomorrow lunchtime. Is the league momentum with City a little bit? Or, you know, obviously, Arsenal struggling a little bit the last couple of games to get the score sheet. How do you see that one playing out? Yeah, well, obviously, looking at the table, um, Arsenal and City are, are drawing on points. Um, at the moment, obviously, Arsenal do have a game in hand on City. It's, it's a game tomorrow that neither team really can afford to lose. Um, if Obviously, I think for City, the the way that obviously their season's panned out, obviously, they're coming back into it now, but obviously, they've had it difficult. Um, but I, for me, I think the Chelsea is the team to beat this year. Um, obviously, sitting sitting top of the league. Man United dropped points. Obviously, Arsenal dropped points last weekend. So, it's a game that neither team is going to want to drop points in. Um, but I think for Arsenal, obviously, they had a great reaction. Obviously, a midweek against City. So, they're sort of going into that game one up on City because both teams started pretty strongly in that semi-final. Um, and again, it's, it's a huge three points up for grabs. How impressed have you been by City this season in the sense that, like, obviously, all the big names that they lost in the summer and they've sort of slowly rebuilt and we mentioned a little bit about the momentum in the league at least anyway quietly sort of uh, rebuilding uh, do you see them being a, a threat to Chelsea or no? I, I don't see um, I don't see them being a threat to Chelsea in the sense of I think Chelsea have just got a bigger squad I think when you look at Man City um, their starting eleven is fantastic and you're looking at their front three with Chloe Kelly Bunny Shaw and Lauren Hemp like that's a front three that will scare any defence but I just feel like if anything happens injury-wise to those front three, the players they've got in, I just don't think are at the level of the other players that are there or that the players that uh, Chelsea can bring off the bench. You know, I think it's I think they've they've done really well because the players that they've lost have been huge English talent as well that know the league. Um, and I think for international players coming in, it's always difficult to get used to the WSL. If you ask any of them, they say that it takes them maybe six to 12 months just to get used to the tempo, the speed, the aggressiveness as well of our league. Like Our league is such a physically tough league. Um, and some of these players have come from Spain, for example, where they can just do ticky-tacky football around everybody and not get smashed behind or not get clumped when they're on the ball. And um, it does take them a while to get used to it. But I feel for them, City, they're obviously, I think their aim will be to obviously the Continental Cup final again. Um, I'm not I'm sorry the FA Cup will be a, a chance for them to progress in that but then also for them I think getting into that Champions League spot obviously we know there's only three Champions League spots available Man United are up there in second at the moment 29 points um, so one of those big four teams are going to be missing out on the Champions League spot this year
If you're to look at it for uh, some of the results last weekend, Judy, from a, from a neutral perspective, United dropping points against Everton with a draw and, and Arsenal likewise against West Ham, it's, it's a good sign for the competitiveness of the league at least. You even look back to the start of the season, the first game, Aston Villa and Liverpool uh, getting results against Man City and Chelsea. It's, I guess it's good to see results like that from a competitive point of view. Yeah, massively. And I think there's, there's always talk in our league of the difference between, say, the top four and the rest of them. Mm. You know, like, as in regards to finances and that. And you do, like, for example, last night, the 7-0. Like, that's never nice to see for our league because automatically people will go, oh, look at that league. It's rubbish. You've got the top three teams, whatever. You've got team like Dan or there's such a big gulf. And in regards to finances, yeah, there is a gulf. Like, obviously, that's, that's natural, but... At the same time, with our league, it is unpredictable in that sense. You know, there's teams that you could go in and go, well, do you know what? That team's going to absolutely do that team over. You're looking at even last season, Chelsea lost to Reading, you know. Arsenal lost to Birmingham. So there's going to be games where you're going to go, no, I really fancy that team to go and get a result. And it's, at the end of the day, it's a game of football, but it's... Some people, some teams, that's their cup final. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So for us, for example, at the start of the season, us against Chelsea, people were thinking that Liverpool was going to get rolled over. They've just been promoted to WSL. It's going to be a high-scoring uh, game. And it's com- the complete opposite and we win 2-1. So I think that's the great thing about our league is that as much as you have got the top three, top four, ultimately it's still a game of football at the end of the day. Tottenham and uh, Manchester United do battle on, uh, I think it's Sunday afternoon as well, Julie. Like Spurs in a bit of free fall, but they, like they were they were reasonably good in in the defeat by all accounts to Chelsea last weekend. Alessio Russo back in the pitch for United after the the transfer uh, rumours, I guess. And um, how do you see this game going? United, of course, as you say, up there and, and and pushing for those European spots, if not more. Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult. I think United are going to know that they're going to need the win. Um, I don't. They know they're not going to be able to afford to drop more points, especially in the position that they're in. And I also think there is pressure on Spurs because of the money that they've spent. Um, they're currently sitting in ninth in the table, you know. Um, so I think for them, they're going to want to see a reaction. Obviously, they're at home. Um, they're going to they're going to be up for it, you know. And I think even if you're looking at the teams on paper, you I don't think you'd be looking at a place uh, position nine versus second place in the league. Like I don't think you would see that when you mm. looked at it. I just think for me, Tottenham, they've got a lot of it going forward, obviously with Beth England, um, with Ibabuchi coming in. But for me, it's more the defensive side of it. I feel like Tottenham need to be a lot more tougher to break down defensively. Um, Some of the defending against Chelsea, I don't believe was good enough. And I just think for that, you could have all the players in the world scoring the goals for you. But if you're not that competitive or strong in the defence, then ultimately it don't make no difference. Because if you've got a... If you can know somebody, you've got to score two and three, but you're conceding three or four at the other end. Um, it's sort of like a catch-22 situation. But for me, I think both teams will be looking for a reaction um, from their, their last games. Uh, just two for me, Jilly, to wrap. First of all, you mentioned Chloe Kelly earlier, Kelly earlier on. There's always an intrigue when teams meet each other again within a couple of days, albeit in different competition. But um, I watched some of the clips on social last night and herself and Katie had a proper good ding-dong. And Katie and the referee had a couple of good ding-dongs as well. What um, The Arsenal manager had name-checked her as well during the week as obviously that wide sort of one-on-one threat. They managed to snuff her out a fair bit last night through Katie. Do you expect a repeat of that or... Does the evidence of the game last night suggest that the City can go back to the drawing board and find some uh, way to make her more, uh, to bring her into the game a bit more? 
Yeah, I think it's always difficult when you play a team twice in the same week because obviously it's sort of like, do you, do, do you go all guns blazing and give mm. sort of one thing to one game and not to the other? Or do you then change it up and mix it up for the next game? Um, I think the beauty of it is that both teams do have changes that they can make um, to both to both teams to, to mix it up. Um, but yeah, I feel like obviously as much as that is a semi-final, they're going into another game on the weekend, which is technically like another semi-final because they're both going to want the points. Um, so hopefully it's not a stalemate and it's not a nil-nil and hopefully there will be there will be a winner at the end of it. But yeah, I think it's going to be a different, it's going to be another level, you know, because obviously because of the game, everyone knows the the league and, and they're, they're both competitive teams who are going to, going to pick up the three points too. And who will? Oh, I've got to say Arsenal, and I? <laughs> I'm on this radio <laughs> with Katie McKay. But no, I think I think obviously Arsenal are going into the game with the upper hand because obviously they won they won the other night. Um, so if you're looking at the mental side of it, they are one up. Um, but again, it's a it's another game and it's a three points up for grabs. So City are obviously at home and it's a difficult place place to go to as well. Um, so yeah, obviously we'll be we'll hopefully be open for Arsenal though. Can I just ask you as well, the Super League stuff obviously came back on the radar. I don't know if you paid much attention to that over the last 24 or 48 hours, but it's come back on the radar again. Um, and just to recap for anybody who hasn't paid any attention to it up to this point, uh, they're back promising great things since the last time they promised great things. Uh, this time it's open competition, uh, qualification through success in the pitch rather than the bank balance, which it was before. More clubs, uh, 60 to 80 uh, could enter, they say, and still play domestically. Promotion, relegation, uh, solidarity payments, which is an incredible concept. Uh, for the clubs outside the European Super League. Um, and growing the women's game is how it's um, worded. Uh, the president of La Liga, Javier Tebas, said that the ESL was the wolf uh, from the Little Red Riding Hood story. Uh, growing the women's game is always a phrase that I feel sort of gets tagged on to the end of a meeting where everybody thinks, well, we must do something about this. What will we do? Well, as a as a placeholder, we'll say we'll grow the women's game. What's your sense of, of, of it in terms of yeah the growth of the women's game? I just, I think we have to look after it, you know, and I don't think it should just be like a sort of, like you said, a tick box sort of an end of, oh, at the end of a meeting, oh, yeah, let's make sure that we obviously we focus on, obviously on the women's game. I know there's a lot, obviously, at the moment in regards to the World Cup because FIFA have decided to go with Visit Saudi as the the, the main sponsors where a lot of players in the Women's World Cup wouldn't be accepted out there. Um, so that's obviously another talking point at the moment. A lot of a lot of clubs are coming out about that. But yeah, ultimately, you, you don't just want people to see the women's game as sort of, let's just sort of inject a load of cash into it, but not look after it. I think that's what's been great about the WSL is I think that the FA have put a lot of money into it, um, but made sure that it's nurtured, you know, not just chuck loads of money. You can see from the NWSL, the first time it got set up, when it ended up folding and teams folded because there was loads of money put into it, but it just weren't looked after properly. And I think for me, if we can look at more of countries having their own professional women's leagues first and foremost, you know, that would be, I think, a, a, a priority. Is obviously, we, we've got one, obviously, Spain putting more money into it, making all the teams looked after. France having more than just two teams really competing for it. Um, but I think let's focus on our own first and grow it. And then hopefully... Five ten years time, we'll be looking at it in a completely different picture. Yeah, shiny new things sometimes are uh, are to be uh, dealt with suspiciously. I think that might be the uh, appropriate <laughs> case here. Jilly, uh, pleasure. Thanks, William. No worries. See you later. OTB 
AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 